0: VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Eddie George, talk radio. Ooh, radio by
2: George. Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George.
3: Good afternoon and welcome to Radio by George. We're here on a beautiful, beautiful Monday, and we are happy to have you present with us. Of course, this is not your man, E, but we send a shout-out to E. This is his partner in crime, Jeff Carr, the media scientist, sitting in for the next hour, and we are excited about being here. Every now and then I get an opportunity to hold the flag for Eddie, and I try my best to carry it up the hill. And, of course, Radio by George is going to keep pressing forward with the philosophy of lifestyle development, making sure that you can be the best you can be Mind, body, and spirit. So if you have tuned in today, we're going to have a great, great discussion. We're thankful to have so many listeners worldwide who are supporters of the show, Radio by George. And I'm excited because not only I'm one of the executive producers, but because Eddie's making a difference in a lot of people's lives. And so you're one of those people. If you check out the number on the screen, that's the number that you use to give us a call right here on the show, and get an opportunity to talk to us and talk with us about the issues of the day, in particular, uh, the topic of today, which is quite interesting. So we don't have Eddie present with us today on the microphone, but we do have something close. We're excited to talk about it. We're going to be talking about player-hatering. Player-hatering? What is that? Okay. Let me give you a little uh, mini dissertation on what player hatering is (laughs) because we're going to get a little more assistance in a moment from uh, some people who are experts. They've actually written a book on the concept of player hate her. We'll be joined by none other than the girls, and not the girls gone wild, as Eddie might say, but the girls who are actually helping young women grow a new level of understanding and commitment about who they are, Taj and Katrina, they're going to be joining us momentarily. So when they join us on the air, you'll be able to talk to them about a new book that they have coming out at the first of the month that is going to help you get your mind right. So ladies out there, if you think you have been the victim of someone player hating on you, men, if you think you've gotten it too. And we want you to call in today. We want to hear from you so that we can get this thing rolling and keep it rolling. But in context of what we're talking about, I think I'll take a, a minute out to kind of describe it while we're waiting on the uh, our, our special guest today. Player hating is actually it's a new term that's been used for a few years in the urban community, but has now become a part of widespread American culture. If you see someone that has something that you like or someone that's doing something that you like to do, or you see someone elevated to a level of status that you want to be on, instead of congratulating them, uh, instead of rooting for them, instead of saying, hey, isn't that great? As opposed to that, you say, I can't stand them, or you pull them down, or you criticize them. What you're doing is player hating. You are hating the player. And for those of you who are fans of Eddie, you know that there are plenty of people who hate on Eddie, which is the active process of spewing your jealousy, either verbally or non-verbally, toward this uh, particular target or goal or person. You've seen it before. Well, he was a little slow, or he was only north-south, or I don't care how many millions he made. I could have done that better. That's the kind of talk from player haters. And apparently... Among women, it's even tougher. So I don't know how you reconcile that. Because number one, I'm not a woman. But speaking from personal experience, it's tough raising a woman. And that's why I'm particularly interested in today's topic. I want to be real with you all for a minute. I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I talk about her a lot, I do commentaries on National Public Radio and have been guests on Radio One shows and uh, TV One shows and several other talk shows. been doing talk shows for about 17 years. And I always have been um, almost stricken speechless when we talk about issues of raising young women. And that's tough, raising young women. Uh, it's one of the most traumatic and wonderful experiences, all wrapped up in one that I've ever had in my entire Young life. So any advice that anybody gives for helping to raise young women, that's solid and sound advice, we always appreciate. (laughs) Always. Because I remember the traumatic experiences of fatherhood with a 13-year-old daughter. I remember about 11.5 or 11.5, just before 12, when I had to buy my first bra. Now, for those of you who out there who are men and you have to buy your daughter a bra, it's a sobering moment in a man's life. Believe me. I wanted to stop first. I was in the department store. I wanted to stop first over by the hardware section and just get some duct tape and just kind of taper chest down, you know? Because my little girl couldn't be growing up to the point where she needed a bra, and I thought maybe was well, an exercise bra or a sports bra, but no, an actual bra with a cup and sizes and all of these letters and numbers put together was the most confusing, uh, maddening process I've ever been through. And then, when you realize that as good as you may have taught them to be, as well as you may have raised them, you're not that concerned with them being a 12 or 13 year old girl because, you know, guess what? You weren't, I wasn't a 12 or 13 year old girl. However, I was a 12 or 13 year old boy and that sent another shudder up my spine. So all of these things that happen kind of come together and all of them um, just roll and make you very, very nervous. And one of the things that makes me extremely nervous uh, out of all of this is watching my daughter now as a, as a young lady deal with peer pressure, dealing with other young ladies her age who are starting to look at things like hair and nails and um, the style of clothes that they wear, uh, the, t- the kind of gear that they have, the technology that they have, and I start to see this happen. And it's really interesting watching this from the outside, how it develops in young females. So that insight, to me, is valuable. So I really hope that there are a lot of young ladies out there, old ladies out there that can call in today and have this conversation with us as we start launching into this new um, new topic and it's really about pressure, and how some people deal with it or don't deal with it. The ladies are helping me take over the airwaves today, and we're going to yeah. go to the phone lines. I think we have Katrina on the phone. Hey,
4: Chef Obafemi how are you?
3: You got somebody with you?
4: No, I don't. Taj is currently in L.A. Uh, rehearsing for the BET Awards, so she's going to call in. She's going to be with us for the entire hour. But she's how
3: gonna... dare her? I'm how dare it. Taj of SWV, also known as Mrs. George, how dare her go somewhere and have a career when she's supposed to be talking to the millions on Voice America like you are?
4: Absolutely,
3: absolutely. We'll scold her for it later, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Katrina Chambers, co-author of the coming book, "Player okay. Hate Her." Give us the full, long, detailed title.
4: <laughs> "Player Hate Her: How to Avoid the Beatdown and Live." Wait, how to? It changed it on us at the last. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> fix it, Doc. Like, fix that is it. A good, because it was originally Player Hate Her, Why Can't Women Just Get Along? Yeah. And right before uh, we went to press, we changed it to um, how to, Player Hate Her, how to avoid the beatdown and live in a drama-free zone.
3: Ah. I want to learn how to do that.
4: Yeah, well, we all need to, but it really, you know, women are the generally the head of households, and it starts there. So if we can get women to come together and then it's it's gonna just it's gonna explode and expand and start a movement of everybody coming together, but first we're gonna pay attention to our
1: sisterhood.
3: Oh, so it's kind of a variation on the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world kind of thing. Exactly. Well let, well, let me ask you this then, because, and I want to get into this, and as people call in, you know, the numbers on the screen, we really want to hear from people today and get this discussion going. But what, what prompted you to write this book and attack a subject that some people say is pretty volatile and even taboo to bring out women's business in the area and dirty laundry like that?
4: Well, because we started with ourselves. Um, Taj and I wrote this book over 10 years ago. Wow. And, and this just shows you how timeless this issue is. I mean, it's, 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 it can go back since the dawn of women, and it will go on long past, you know, you and I here. But uh, about 10 years ago, about, yeah, around 10 or 11 years ago, we were in the British Virgin Islands. Uh, Taj was hosting the Miss British Virgin Islands pageant, and I was one of the judges. Mm-hmm. and they put us up in a really, really nice resort hotel where we had private rooms and um, jacuzzis with a bar inside, you know, so we could have drinks while we are in the jacuzzi. Really, really nice, but we're there alone. No men, no nothing. So oh, wow. Yeah, so we were kind of bummed feel about sorry that for you. part.
3: No, I feel sorry for you. That's sad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of bummed about that part, and we saw a young lady and this and her boyfriend clearly, uh, on the other side of the pool, just having a great time. And before you knew it, Taj and I were hating on her. We were like, look at her. And then she was in a cute little two-piece bikini, so she had a a nice body, and we were sitting there talking about our thighs. So we just hated on her, and they were giggling and laughing, looking like they were having fun, and we're sitting there with each other, you know, wishing we had a man to frolic with, and we started hating. And then she walked over to us. And introduced herself, uh, said she was from the States, too, and this was her husband. They were on their honeymoon. Oh.
3: And, yeah, oh. and
4: that if we wanted to join them for dinner later on, you know, and we exchanged room numbers and phone numbers and stuff. And they turned out to be so nice. And after they left, we had to just sit there and laugh out loud at ourselves at how we were hating and how nice she truly, in fact, was. You know, we actually remain friends to this day. Um, and she was, it was really crazy, and we just laughed, and then we started thinking about it. Okay, well, hold hold
3: it right there because we're going to take a break, Katrina. And when we come back, we're going to pick up from here because this is a fascinating topic. I want you to define what hating is for our people who may not know. We'll be back with more radio by George in a minute.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Show with Carrie Douglas, broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America Channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: And we're back with Radio by George. I'm Jeff Obafemi Carr, sitting in for the man, Eddie George, and I'm joined by Katrina Chambers, one half of the writing duo of the new book, Player Hate Her. I like mm-hmm. to say it like that, Katrina, because it's hate her,
5: mm-hmm.
3: player hate her, yeah. but it sounds good. And t- first off, tell us when the book comes out.
4: The book comes out July 1st in bookstores everywhere. Go to your local bookstore, and if it's not available, you just ask them, and they will order it.
3: Okay, good. We were talking about the genesis of the book, and we were talking about how uh, you were sitting with, uh, with, with Taj. Uh, and For people who might not know Taj, Taj is Eddie's wife, and she's a one-third of the trio SWV, and she's uh, just a really cool person, so I'm surprised to hear that you and Taj were hating on another woman. But uh, please define for us what hating means so that those of us who might not be up on our urban colloquialisms can join the conversation.
4: Okay, well, you know, the term player-hater is derived from the the late 60s terms when you had the years of the Mac, et cetera.
3: You know, and they were
4: talking about, you know, really the pimps and players and those that were jealous of them, you know, the haters. we have kind of taken that term and created Player Hate Her. And there is an intentional way that we spell hate her. It's mm. hate, the hate is all lowercase letters because we don't want to glorify the hate. Right. And her is all cats because mm. it's about her. The right. woman and the sisterhood is really what we're trying to draw the attention to. So we spell, we put little emphasis on hate and a big emphasis on her.
1: Mm. Mm. And,
4: uh, and and we and to, and the term player hate her means when women attack, make fun, or judge other women for the silliest of re- or trivial reasons.
3: And so this like, actually happens. Women can be trivial. Yeah, I mean, I have to yeah. ask that from you and because wait. if I, as a man, say that women are so trivial. I'll get blasted by all sorts of organizations, so I, I can't say that and even if I've observed some behavior say that says that. But you're telling me that they can be trivial.
4: Can be trivial, not women are trivial. Women okay. can be trivial.
3: Okay, well, it can be. We're going to take a caller on that and see what we've got to hear from the phone lines. Let's talk to Kathy from Maryland. Kathy, you're on radio by George.
6: Hi. How are Trina? Hi, Todd. You oh, talking wow. with us have not joined this yet but how oh, are has, you? hi Katrina hi, I just want to say I had an opportunity uh to go online and look at your information and and I had an opportunity to read the book i did i uh and I just want to say um in that fifty plus age group i was surprised. i was just overwhelmed and surprised at the player hating that went on in the fifty plus age group. And uh I agree with you. there wasn't any hate involved. I could only laugh at it as uh the women were looking down and this guy that eye contact as if uh if it was a gun, I'd probably be dead by now <laughs> and It was just hilarious to see how women at that age would go would would take on that position as saying, "Oh, you know, snubbing their nose down, and because who I had on my arm was fine, and I'm like, "Oh okay, yes, I'm walking in here with all of this, you know." But it was just so hilarious, and I just think that what you're doing is just and bringing out to women of all ages is uh, uh, not only um, one that we can all take something out of it and glean from it, but it's, it has a very comical twist on it. And I just want to say it's a great job that you're doing, and uh, it should have been out a long time ago because it's something that we all women of all ages and colors needed.
3: Oh, that's great. Kathy, Thank thanks for calling in. Let me ask you a question uh, while we got Katrina on the line. What did what, After you finished the book, mm-hmm. did you feel as if you wanted to recommend it to other people? Did you call people and tell people I about I
6: have a large distribution list, and believe me, I've all, I'm one step ahead of you. It has gone out. I've had people reply back to me saying that they had sent it out to their friends, family, friends. So the distribution has gone out. Everybody is... Uh, Is on the ready, standby. Uh, can't wait until 1 July comes before it hits the stand. They told me they've already put in pre-orders. So it's, I, we are looking for this, and I just think it's going to be a big, big hit.
3: It's long overdue. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Katrina, looks like um, you're already affecting people in a positive way.
4: You know, we had several uh, focus groups when we... Uh, wrote the book like we would write this book then we would step away from it for a year maybe two years you know we'd leave it alone and then we'd have another instance in the in the midst of our careers and and living our life there were so many instances that we were either player hating or we were either being player hated and then you know we started a website and we wanted to hear other women's um player hater stories and we do focus groups and all of the women that would come in and give us all kinds of stories of other women hating on them, but rarely we would get any of women saying, I hated on others. And then when we would tell how we hated on other people, all of a sudden everybody started laughing and said, Yeah, I do do it too. You know, if you so, really so think people, about it. <laughs> people
3: wanted, people didn't want to admit when they thought they would be singled out, but when they found out they weren't alone, then they could right. come forward and admit their hateration, so to speak. I,
4: yeah, I think that has a little bit, and I don't even think it's so much admit as it they didn't realize it. They're so, you know, you just kind of can think about situations, and you'll go, I remember I did this, or when I got my car, and such and such. But if you really think about it, you can also think about some times that you've initiated the hate. Um. And, and you can't help the laugh. But, yeah, it's a funny book, because as the time went by, the chapters grew, Claire player hating in church stuff. The, the the wife versus the ex-wife. You uh, know, there's uh, so many instances Yeah. relationships. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's, and, we, and let's get to some more of those things. Let's take a caller real quick, and then let's talk about um, if the I- exhibition of certain traits. If you have traits in your book, you might be guilty of being a player hater, and I want to talk about those. Let's go to Brandy on the phone line now. Hello, Brandy. You're on Radio by George.
5: Hi, Jeff. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Hey, hey. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I just had a question. I wanted to know, um, do you talk about how the media plays a part in this?
4: Oh, yes. Yes. We talk about the media, and we talk about uh, more so in the sense of it seems like women, a certain type of woman is hot at a certain time, and the media perpetuates that, for instance, well, with black women anyway, at one point, it's like light skin is in. If you're a light-skinned woman, you're, your albums are being sold, you're on TV, and the dark skin sisters can't catch a break. And then the flip side, all of a sudden, the dark-skinned women, we're hot again, and it's on, and, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. And I think the media has a lot to do with that. And then you see a lot of uh the cookie cutter happening, like everybody want to create the next Britney Spears, <laughs> you know, and – uh Yeah, I I, I do feel that the media, and
5: probably not intentionally, but they do. They follow whatever the trend is. Well, it seems like we're almost expected to, as women, to hate on each other. Yes. We're expected to do that. We're expected to be mad at the woman that has what we perceive to be more than what we have. And And it takes
4: such a big woman not
3: to.
5: Yeah, I mean, but I think that it's expected. You know, um, Jeff, you had mentioned earlier in the show, you know, just your daughter dealing with peer pressure.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and I can see that's one of the things that I'd ask, and both of you can tell me, because at what age did it start for you all? I noticed... And my, ch- my child in middle school, I, I hear I'll overhear conversations about people's hair and who they're hanging out with, and I'm like, that's, some un- that's a lot of pressure for a girl.
5: It starts very young. I know, you know, I mean, and it can be anything from being a different color if you're in a certain mm-hmm. circumstance in school. You know, I'm brown, and I, that was not the norm in the school I was growing up in. So mm-hmm. you get looked at from that perspective, um, from those trivial things. But to me, and that's why I had brought up the initial question of the media, when you look at today's society, what our young girls are facing are tenfold what they were in my generation, which you know I'll be thirty-seven. So it's it's like a paradigm shift because when we were kids growing up, you know, cartoons were only on Saturday. There was no pre- programming um, specifically engineered just to certain age group demographics, right. and now that is prevalent. You know, you've got the Hannah Montanas, you've got the Hillary Duffs, you've got all these young yeah. women, and so it helps to perpetuate it because it's being um, glamorized even in their in their shows. Well, we start
4: out in the book talking about how Claire hating starts out in elementary school when you Mm -hmm. have little Susie who might have nice clothes,
3: brand-name
4: jeans and shoes, her hair is combed nicely, and then you have little Lisa over here whose parents might not be able to afford name-brand shoes. So they got people, look at your bobos, and her hair may be a little nappy or natural, not even nappy, but now, you know, Little girls are wearing natural hairstyles. They don't put any chemicals. They don't have pressed hair. And that's where the division starts, I think. And then you have little Susie and her friends over here and little Lisa and her friends over here, and they're divided because of their social status and the way they're dressed. But see, who sets the
5: criteria, though?
4: Exactly. It's something that has just continued to evolve, and then we can even take it further back to Slavery Day's When you had the light-skinned blacks and the dark-skinned blacks divided, you know, the dark-skinned, we'll call the field niggers, and the light-skinned, the house niggers, the division started there, so... You know, women. Well, beyond that, I mean, there's the always been the hierarchy
5: within every civilization, whether it be by you know, whether it's your skin tone or it's your social status. As far as mm-hmm. you know, coming in and you're a laborer, or you're somebody who who's, who doesn't have to labor to to, to make a living. So I think that goes all the way back to our history. Period.
3: Yeah, one of the things one of the things I find fascinating about the whole discussion is there's such a notion that women are bonded together more deeply than men. I mean, women can, can walk around, they can hold hands, they can be totally non-sexual, they can lay around in pillows on the floor, they can bond, they can talk with one another, they can share things that are just in a private circle, and that's the notion that's out there, and maybe that's what makes it, in essence, men. when that kind of <laughs> happens, you know. <laughs> I that's think women, women know that
5: that's not the case, and I think that that's a good point, Jeff, and then I'm going to get off the phone, but <laughs> there's that extreme, you know, you. I mean, it, we can do all those things, but we can flip that and, and with a switch, and yeah. go just the opposite and be just as detrimental to each other's self-image.
3: Okay, cool. Well, thanks for calling in, Brandy. We appreciate hearing from you. I appreciate you. it. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to move, uh, Katrina, in a minute. We're going to go toward the break in about 30 seconds. But uh, when we come back from the break, I want you to talk about, uh, let's do some diagnosis, uh, diagnosis, if you will, for some of the people who are out there listening. And I know at the site, uh, playerhater.com, you can actually do a self-test, to see if you exhibit certain traits. You might be guilty of being a player hater. And so we'll get to that and take some of those calls that we have online when we get to the other side of the show. But if you're listening, uh, stay with us. And we're having a great conversation on player hatering. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
3: What's it like?
2: What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely.
3: I miss my brother.
1: I miss my brother.
3: I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've
1: got other people around me, but it's not the same.
3: It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's
1: pretty scary around but I don't let it rattle me.
3: You always have to watch your back. There's
4: no one to watch my back.
3: I spend my whole day worried who's out to get I'm me. I'm
4: always wondering who's out to get me.
3: But I can take care of myself.
4: But I can take care of myself.
3: No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter
4: what? I'll keep my head up. It's
3: not like I have a choice.
4: It's not like I have a choice.
3: This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This
2: will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
7: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. Rich
2: stars.
7: And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Sharman Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Voice America.
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll free number is 1 866 472 5788. That number again, 1 866 472 5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: And we're back. On a great, great show, I'm Jeff Obafamikar sitting in for Eddie George along with Katrina Chambers who, along with Tamara Taj Johnson-George, has written a book, "Player Hate Her. And uh, we're excited to have her on. We're talking about relationships and we're talking about uh, how women can sometimes hate on other women for no reason. But we're going to take a phone call real quick. I think we have Myra from Virginia. Are you on?
1: Hi, this is Myra.
3: Hey, Myra, good to have you on Radio by George.
1: Thank you. I am a friend of Kathy's.
3: Oh, great. Tell us this. what you think. Have you checked out the book or have you heard the conversation? I what are have, your comments?
1: I have. One of the things that um, I've heard throughout the the uh, program is that this is learned early mm. to hate. And that is so true because we pass it on to the other females by mm-hmm. the way we interact with them and the way we treat them. We got to change the way we feel. When we see our sister getting a new car, we're supposed to be happy for her because her success is our success. And exactly. if we took that approach, hey, we all would be a success, and the h- player hatred would not not exist. Unfortunately, it does. Right.
4: And even if you do hate, like when you see the car roll up, you're just like,
1: "Damn,
4: I wish it was me." But be able to say it and move on. Don't. But don't really. There are women who really and truly stop and get upset, you know. Or like when they say they see a woman, they're like, she thinks she all that. I can't stand her. And they really mean it. They can't stand her. But when you ask them why, they say because she thinks she all that. But they don't have any substance to why they don't like this woman. But, yeah, that's the one thing, you know, uh, Taz is my best friend. I consider her sister. But one of our favorite pastimes is hating on each other, <laughs> you know.
3: In a, in a playful thought, way.
4: yeah. You know, I have on a good outfit. You know, I've been working out, trying to lose weight, and I'm like, "How does this look?" And she says, "Ugly." And I say, "Thank you," because then I know it really does look good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you let know. me ask you this: since I've got I've got two women online at the same time, and you both can give me some insight on this issue. I talked about earlier. I've got a 13 year old daughter. Is there anything that I can do as a man to teach her, to influence her, um, to not hate on other women? as she grows up, I mean, is there any way, is there any way I can contribute to helping ease some of that? From, I mean, from a man's perspective, or am I going to be listened to?
4: Well, it's twofold. As a, as a father to her and, and as a man, the first thing that you need to teach and instill in her is confidence, because she's going to be hated on. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes that women that are being hated on, they get sad, they get depressed, and it really, really affects them. You don't want that to happen. So you want her to be confident enough to when she's hated on, she knows better. And then as far as if she is the hater, now that's something because kids and peer pressure, the groups, you know, I don't have any kids, so I don't even know. Myra, do you have kids? Yes. Do you have a daughter?
1: Yes. Actually, I have two sons, but
4: I have sisters.
3: That's fortunate. I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: what you're saying, though, I notice that with my sisters, even with my sisters, my biological sisters, we do that to each other, and I think it's an unconscious effort that it happens because what they do, like, like I live in um, the Washington D.C. area, and they live in South Carolina, Atlanta. So you know, we may see each other maybe once or twice a year, and if I go down, and I've lost ten or fifteen pounds. They'd be like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Are you stressed or not?" You know, they are taking a negative approach instead of saying, oh, wow, she must be eating right or exercising, yeah. so I'm proud of her. They begin to hate. What are you stressed about? Those boys getting on your nerves? Is there a health issue? And the fact of the matter is, when I, mean, I lost the 10, 15 pounds, I'm in much better health. But they weren't happy to see that. You know, they took it as, wow, the same thing, she looked good now. You know, she don't, she's lost a few pounds. And, yeah, they hate. And when you lose the weight and, and it, your confidence level goes up because you do feel good about yourself because yeah. you are in uh, much better health than what you were maybe you know last than last year, so yeah. they hate and if you me. if
4: it makes you feel good and if you feel good that way and not ten or fifteen pounds heavier, then yeah, that's up to you and your sisters they have to deal with it, but it really makes me
1: it. sad to think that my sisters would not want me to be healthier better you know, and yeah. that's just all a part of.
4: Player-hating. Right, and that's what we're trying to change,
3: so I would suggest buying them a book. Indeed. Well, You know <laughs> I'm going to have to get my copy. I'm my thir- is it okay for my 13-year-old to read?
1: Yes, it is.
3: Okay, great. Okay. Myra, thanks for calling in. Thank you. We appreciate you. Bye. All right, and we're going to go right to the phone lines. It's obviously a good topic that's that, that a lot of people are interested in. We're going to go down to one of my neighboring states where my mama's from, the state of Georgia. Talk to Aaron. Aaron, you're on Radio by George. Hi. How are you today?
8: Hi. Not bad. Thanks.
3: Good, good, good. So you, you have you had an instance where you felt like there was some kind of hating going on with you?
8: Um actually yes, that's part of the reason why I was calling in. Um I'm twenty two and I'm also a graduate student. And um my father is first generation Irish American and my mother is African American. And mm-hmm. what I find to be completely fascinating is depending upon who I'm out with and where I am I either get confused looks or I get the elevator eyes, I don't know what what you are, but I don't like it type of a look. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really interesting to me whether my hair is curly or if I've straightened it depending upon, you know, that I'll get different looks. And mm. it's something that I've dealt with all of my life and I just, I can really only laugh at it, but um, yeah, so I just thought I would call in.
3: Oh, thank yeah, you. That, that, thank you so much for that. And that's, but that's been something you've experienced. How old were you when you first started experiencing? it? Do you remember?
8: Oh gosh, um, probably. You were saying your daughter is what thirteen? Uh
3: huh.
8: Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed a difference in the way that I'm looked at and the way that I'm treated depending upon
4: where I am. What part of Georgia do you live in?
8: Oh, I actually just moved down here to start graduate school. I'm originally from Illinois. Uh huh. So, okay. Um, what part yeah. of Georgia are you in? Atlanta. Um. Athens.
4: Oh, okay. And so, do you think they're you're getting the looks and those uh, what you call the elevator eyes because of the way you look because of your your mixed ethnicity or?
8: Right, and it's fascinating. I don't mean to you know sound like I'm pointing out any one group or anything, but it's like when I'm with my African American friends at you know predominantly African American function, mm-hmm. I get the not nice elevator eyes. Whereas <laughs> if I'm out with my you know, more Caucasian yes. friends at Caucasian functions. I get the I don't know what you are. Elevator eyes. Oh so, wow.
4: wow! Yeah, I, and I, and I know I can see it. Like when you're <laughs> telling the story, I can see you walking into a predominantly African American and the sisters looking at you, because you said Irish and African-American, that sounds like a beautiful mix, doesn't it, Jack? Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it
4: sounds like a really beautiful mix, so I can just see the sisters, you know, especially if I was walking in there and I'm getting all the attention and you walking in there and take the attention away from me, I'm probably going to be one of those that give you the elevated eyes, too. But... Me, maybe because I've now become conscious of it, wrote a book about it, and I can talk about it, I wouldn't let it stop me from introducing myself to you or I'm like, you're here, you belong at this event as much as I do, and I would talk to so many of us, it starts there, and that's when mm-hmm. the separation occurs, and uh, I know you get the stairs, and then if you go to an event that's uh, predominantly Caucasian, yeah, you're not like them
8: so you're an I'm outsider. I'm not like anyone
3: else, really. So. Yeah, you're <laughs> well, <it's>, an outside. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to just be unique. But exactly. thank you for calling in, though. Thanks a lot, Aaron. We yeah, appreciate that. You. It was great, to, great uh-huh. for you to share the story.
8: Yep, bye-bye.
3: All right. All right. Well, a lot, uh, lot of interest there, uh, Katrina. And when we go back to... July 1st. Uh, yeah, we got, I mean, July 1st. This book is going to be nationwide. It's going to be worldwide. You can go and buy it online
4: a, you can pre-order a copy right now on HarperCollins website or uh our website which is playerhateher.com
3: playerhateher no spaces no lines playerhateher.com right.
1: Exactly.
3: Great. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um there are certain people might be at home and they say, you know what? I don't think I I don't think I'm I hate her. I don't think I do this to other women. What are some of the traits that if I were to say if you exhibit any of these traits, you might be guilty of being a player (laughs) hater.
4: Some of the ones that we put in the book, one is you get upset when people don't notice how fabulous you are. (laughs) (laughs) You're walking around and you're fabulous and other people don't notice. Um,
3: Two, another
4: one is you vow to get revenge on your boyfriend's mistress instead of him.
3: Ooh. Well, you can hold it right there for just a minute if you wanted to. (laughs) I was in a situation once. Where, and I'm not a, I'm, uh, nobody's an angel, I, and I've got all kind of experiences that I can talk to about, life experiences teaches you, uh, they teach you things. I was in a situation once, I probably should have said a friend of mine was, you know, like everybody does, I had this friend, <laughs> but uh, I was in a situation once where there was a little problem between my um, myself, a young lady I was dating, and another mm-hmm. young lady, and instead of confronting or having a confrontation with me, which I personally think should have been what should have happened because I'm in that relationship with the person. They approached the other person and confronted them. And usually with guys I know, they always say, well, I'm not going to go to the other guy and confront him. I'm going to confront the girl if my girlfriend did something. So, I mean, is that an example of what you're talking about there? why do, Why does that happen?
4: Yes. Because why it happens I don't know But that is an example Because it seems like A a lot of my friends Are guilty of this You know, all of these stories It's not things that we made up That we make up Like, you know, only the names have changed But, um, you know, I have a really close girlfriend And on two With two different men Who were her boyfriend at the time When she found out that they were cheating She was like, who is this B.I.A. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera she is mad at her and wants to, to get to her and give her a piece of her mind. But my thing is she may not, she may or may not have known that your boyfriend had you, but your boyfriend knew he had a girlfriend. So it's your boyfriend that you should have the problem with. But too often we're trying to attack this other woman.
3: Uh, and that, yeah. and that, can, that can happen. Hold it right there. We're going to keep going back uh, after the break. We'll come right back to it. Stay tuned to Radio by George. If you want to get your phone call in, give us a call. The number's on the screen. we got the last segment coming up, so call now. We'll be back with more Radio by George.
0: the experts call toll-free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com
7: everything you want everything you want to do and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips people think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult guess what it doesn't all you need are the right tools and a map.
4: Rich,
7: and that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host, Sharman Lane, is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel, where success made simple.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: Radio by George is going into his last segment. I'm Jeff Obafamikar sitting in for Eddie George the Man, and I'm fortunate to be sitting in not alone. I am joined by Katrina R. Chambers, who is the co-author of Player Hate Her, which is a new book that's coming out at the first of the month, along with Tamara Taj Johnson, George. Uh, And we are excited. We've had a great conversation today. And we were talking, Katrina, right before the break about how this whole phenomenon of confronting the other woman comes about when there's some kind of problem between a man and a, uh, a woman. The woman tends to want to confront the other woman. I don't know. Is that something that's taught to them early?
4: You know what? I don't think it's something that's taught. I, think it becomes... I mean, come on.
3: It's consistent. <laughs> Y'all do that a lot. Women do that a lot. I don't want to overgeneralize, but there are groups of women who believe in that. Yeah, get her told. Go get her told.
4: Watch yourself with that word.
3: I said there are groups of women. I didn't say all women, and I didn't overgeneralize. I
4: say y'all do that. When I say y'all,
3: it's because I'm country. So,
4: <laughs> no, but you
3: know what?
4: I think that is something that is specific to that personality of that particular woman because me, I have always, you know, there are uh, men that I've dated who cheated on me to and to this day, I, you know, still friends with the guy or whatever, but I have never ever seen nor care to see or know the woman that he cheated on with me. You know, as we've become friends, I know one particular guy who who this woman that ultimately became his baby mama and he was like, Yeah, one day I want y'all to meet and I was like, Why? And then he sat back and thought about it and he's like, Well yeah, well never mind. <laughs> but it's like I don't really – I still don't want to meet her. I didn't want to meet her then, and I wanted to meet you were the one that I cussed out and we had problems and all of that, you know. So.
3: Well, what's well, yeah. interesting because one of the chapters in the book speaks to this, and I wouldn't say – because personally, I don't think the world revolves around men. I think mm-hmm. that we all revolve around each other, but it mm-hmm. seems that with player-hating or play-her-hating, there's a lot of stuff, for lack of a better word, that revolves around men – uh, to the point that there's a chapter, Men, the Recurring Root of Player Hating.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Why, why is it that uh, so much of it revolves around men?
4: I wish I knew. But really? It seems like the brothers, you know, white, black, yellow, green, tall, short, they set it off with the we they get us riled up. And whether it's our husband, it's our dad, it's our brothers, it seems like men... Are a common theme throughout, but it's really the the, the our significant other man that kind of because a lot of our motivation for hating stems from that. Our sometimes when we're getting dressed to go out to the club and look good, we're trying to motivate a man. And then if we get there and that man is giving his attention to someone else, we don't say, "Well, forget him, his loss." We like look at her. That's the hoochie she want. He wants? You That's know, amazing.
3: That's amazing goes, to me. i I've been trying to figure that phenomenon out.
4: Yeah, you know, it's just something that, you know, and then we we don't like her now. Mm-hmm. And it's not her fault, you know, but now we don't like her. And we will then start to dissect everything about her mm. until we completely tear her apart to <laughs> make ourselves feel better.
3: So in the end then... Does it does is that the end result of player hating? Even if it's a false sense of feeling good, tearing a person down, or and and in this case, tag teaming, tearing down a person amongst yourselves, is the end result to feel better about who you are, even if it's false.
4: It yes, it is. Okay, but yeah, that is that is the end result, and that's that little temporary high or fix that we get.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But. We need to come to grips with that so that we don't tear another woman down in the process to make ourselves feel good. We have to find another way to make ourselves feel good rather than tearing other women down. And that's our goal. This is a player hate her movement. This isn't just a book. Like we've had, like you say, we wrote Player Hate over ten years ago. Over three years ago we started the website, and we encourage people to write in, and some of those uh, stories are in the book. And then we also have a, a group where we work with, Little girls called little haters, and because it starts in school, I used to teach, and that oh, the girls they used to just oh, uh, oh my goodness, it was it was really sad to see the all the different groups, you know, the smart girls, the athletic girls, the girls that were in sports, the girls that were in choir, girls that were in band, and then the girls that weren't, you know, weren't no activities at all. They just walking through the school and. These groups were divided by all these different things, and it was just, ugh. It was just really sad to see. But, um, you know, like I said, this is a player-hater movement. It doesn't stop here. We literally want to bring a world of women closer together.
1: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. So there's going to be
4: events. There's going to be, you know, like I said, keep, continue to go to uh, playerhater.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and, and set up your account. You can be a part of this movement. You can share your successes, your businesses. It's something that's going to grow and grow and grow.
3: Uh, well, let me and let me ask you this: there was a there was a, another one part of the test, the third part of the test that you said that says you might be a player here if you become angry when you see someone wearing the same outfit you purchased as if it were produced just for you. <laughs> so, but it takes me back. Um, And I've seen stuff like that in movies, plays, and that kind of. When people talk about that, but it it really does happen.
4: It really does happen, Jeff. It really does happen, and some of these things are extreme. Like that isn't that may not be happen all the time. Any of these, but they do happen, and and it is not uncommon to see another woman in your same outfit, and you'll see it. And back to uh, I think her name was Brandy's question about media. You're looking People Magazine and or mm-hmm. Us or Style, and it goes who looks which celebrity looks better in this outfit?
3: In the same outfit, Both
4: had the same outfit on,
3: and and that so, is an example of what Brandy was talking about when she said the media can play a role in that exactly. because they automatically set you up mm-hmm. to choose sides sides to draw a line in the sand and say yep. you like one person in this same outfit over another one. It becomes an adversarial thing,
4: right? Because the likelihood of that happening is high.
3: Right, it is. I mean, I, I dated a, a girl in college, and she. we went to this ball, went to the Alpha Ball, and we uh, we got our clothes together and everything, and she, she went and bought this dress, and it was really cool. We go to the, the Alpha Ball, and we show up, and everybody's like, oh, that's great, that's great. And then um, after a while, some people were kind of giggling a little bit, and it turns out that another woman at the ball had on the same dress. Mm. But that... But the funny thing is they took a picture together because the other woman happened to be my little sister. That was kind of weird for me. But we all took (laughs) a picture, and they resolved it just by laughing. They laughed at it, and they took a picture. And it was funny because there was almost some shock and surprise that, because the people who didn't know that they knew each other already were were looking at each other. They were looking at them like, they're taking a picture together? (laughs) As if it was...
4: Right, Yeah. They, they made light of it. They decided not to hate on each other exactly. and, instead, and you know, embrace each other. You look good in it, too.
3: Right, right. Now, I do think my girlfriend looked a little better in the dress than my sister. But I'm going to
4: tell your sister you said that. Too. You can tell her,
3: and I'm proud to say that. Yeah, my girlfriend looked better than my sister in the dress. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not looking at my sister like that. So, look, we've got a couple of minutes before we run to the close, Katrina, so I do want to preview what we've got. Coming up next week because we're going to be back on uh, talking more about this subject, more about the book. Taj will be out of L.A. and back on the air laughing and talking as you all do and nobody else can do. Uh, This is all about lifestyle, and it's all about uh, working on the mind. And Part of the EGX lifestyle is working on the mind. Moving that to the body and moving that to the spirit. So this is—it might sound funny, it might sound trivial, but it's something real. And yeah, I think you're to be commended for taking taking that uh, that plunge and to be dealing with things just in a regular way. Thank you. Where can we go? Uh, where can we go to get the information on the book? Give us the book release date, and uh, we'll wrap it up.
4: Uh, go to www.playerhateher.com and you can find out information, see excerpts from the book. You can uh, go to HarperCollins and pre-order a copy, or you can wait till July 1st, which is next Tuesday, and it will be available for purchase online and in your uh, local bookstores.
3: We'll look out for it, and we look forward to hearing from you and Taj next week, Katrina
4: we're taking
3: over. All right, they're taking over, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of one of the greatest shows on radio. Call your friends, tell them to tune in next week. Till we see you next week, this has been Jeff Obafemi Carr for Eddie George, and this has been Radio by George.
2: We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radio dot com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.